Hello everyone, it is Shiggy. Hi guys, it's Troy. And welcome back to another episode of the Pipe Bombshell Podcast, where we have our weekly review and we are just being fed week after week and girl. This oh week God. was tag team wrestling excellence, I think. We got it was, lots of tag matches. I'm gonna, like, it's so, it, it revealed so much. Like, it's kind of sad because I'm not even looking forward to elimination. <laughs> exactly. I, I, we I have one moment. Like, I, the only week I'm looking forward to now is the week of March 3. Because we're gonna get, exactly. and we're also gonna, because like, wait. Um, we're gonna talk about it later, but like for context, mm-hmm. we're gonna get the tag team championship match with Dakota and Raquel up against Naya and Shayna. I'm I'm assuming they are gonna win an elimination chamber. Some Supposedly. shit's gonna happen. There. Uh, and then um with uh we're gonna get um Cody and Red Velvet going up against Shaq and Jade Cargill. Jade. I can't wait for Jade Cargill's Ooh, debut. I'm so ready. And then of course and. We're gonna get Ida. AEW Revolution that day, that yeah. that week, and Rich. then this one. We're also getting Mako versus Kaylee Ray that week. Mako and Kaylee is also that week. It's two weeks, two weeks. So let's like, oh yeah, yeah it's two weeks from now. Feb, Feb is ending. We're getting fed. We are. We're having a full course meal, and I'm ready for it. So you know what? There's just so much to talk about. Let's just get right into it. Starting us off this week, we don't have Rob, but we have NXT Takeover Vengeance Day, and we, do. we we don't. I actually don't know if this is really an homage to Vengeance and Judgment Day, but I like I it. Either. I like mm-hmm. I like the name, and I also like, and I also like the. I'm a bit this. I like the logo, but my big yeah. problem with it though, NXT tends to be the one who is more gimmicky when it comes to the pay-per-view things, like in your house. It's like one of the biggest examples of that. And even like war games. So I'm just like, I'm a bit disappointed there was no special set. <laughs> yeah, but same here. Because like NXT is pretty known for that at this point, especially in the quarantine. They are. You know what? We can't really complain as we got two well, one great match. I lied. No, 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 no. We're gonna talk about it later. But we got two excellent women's matches. Well, the first match we got the finals of the first ever women's Dusty Cup. We got Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon going up against Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Yes, and Alex. speaking of Gonzalez, let's go to Troy Gonzalez with this. Oh, thank you. Match. Oh my god, my, my Latina <laughs> sister just. Eight. Okay, I think we can agree that this was a very interesting dynamic because I think it's it's known that Shotzi and Ember are the faces, whereas Dakota and Raquel are the heels. However, like for the majority of the match, Raquel and Dakota were sort of working face because Dakota they were one, right. They she, were was one, like, she was she was like being the weak. Yeah, exactly. And Shanzi and, and, and Ember were the one trading tags, which is something I've never seen before, where the heels are like getting beat up. Because, you know, maybe it's because we're used to that's how tag matches end up. But I need to give special props to, first of all, the gears. Everyone looked great. Shanzi and Ember paying homage to Jazz with those jumpsuits. We've been new. If you remember. Not jazz, not I mean, Jazz. Because when they came out with I was like, oh, Jazz. Like, she was the first person that came. And Mine. wasn't like, and wasn't like the, wait, I forgot his name, but like Shotzi's arrow. I mean, like a, a lightning bolt. That's, a, that's like a oh, pop yeah. culture icon. I forgot their name. Is it David Bowie? Oh, David Bowie, David Bowie. David Bowie. It David is David Bowie. Bowie. There, there we go. go. Look, look, at, look at the knowledge sprouting from our minds. 
But yeah, I'm really glad that these two teams have like merged well together and like put their brands together, especially Shotzi and Ember, you know. I'm pretty sure Ember had green highlights or some of some sorts, which is a good addition. I give props. Okay, but match-wise, this had so much time. This is probably the longest tag team match I've seen for the women in a long time. Like a really long time. And it didn't even feel like it was being stalled or anything. It just felt super fast-paced. Well, for the most part, because, you know, the Dakota getting beat up part was, you know, kind of stale for a part. But at the same time, everything that came after that was continuously a good sequence. It was just... I think everyone was just really working well with each other. And I have so many spots in mind, such as that electric chair crossbody to the outside. That, that was crazy. That was a crazy spot. Um, I give props to Dakota for taking that bump. That is crazy. Um, but I think overall for this entire match, I'm going to have to give major props to Raquel because Raquel, I believe, was the star, the MVP of this whole match. She just dominated. She dominated every single, well, not every single, you know, Shotzi and Amber. She dominated them in a way that was just so, like, crazy. You know, seeing it, like, happen, it's just like, she's such a powerhouse and it is what it is. Um, but besides that, it was a great match. Definitely my favorite match of the night. Not saying the other one was bad, but this one was, it just stole the show. And let's not forget that it opened the show as well. It opened the show. It definitely did. Let's not forget it opened well, the show. So it like set the standard, set the pace mm-hmm. for the rest of the, the match. Blueprint. <laughs> the blueprint. So we're just gonna go through all the Sasha Banks. Nicknames. Yeah, we will. But what I'm saying is who whatever match happened after them, do you know do you know what match came after this one? It's a men's match. I just used it's it the tags in WWE network. So I was just like, okay, we're still we're, we're yeah, still yeah, over. Yeah, <laughs> But I feel sorry for whatever men's match came after that because they had a lot of shoes to fill because that was a ba- that was a banger, that was a banger. But you know what? Our picks won. Our minds, we got that psychic power. So mm-hmm. I'm happy. Well deserved. I love that celebration at the end. There weren't my picks. My pick was actually Rosa Mendez. <laughs> Rosa Mendez and Beth Phoenix. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that moment. Wait, but. Well, or, well, again, for me, this match, it's number one. It's very historical. There's no way. There's no uh-huh. chance in hell that you can deny that. Even though this may be a shitty match. If it were a, sh- a shitty match, I mean. I mean, it definitely was not shit. If it were a shitty match, you can't deny the history that this is going to surround. Yeah. And arguably the best women's tag team match in a very long time. Like, um, I mean, like, overall. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, there is such a good... there. Over even like last year, there were a lot of good ones. There's Bailey and there's the glow, the Boston Hog connection up against Blessing Cross, the Boston Hog connection against Nia and Shayna, and Kabuki Warriors again against <laughs> Bailey. <laughs> exactly, like, exactly. I was like, oh yeah, but yeah, there's there's actually been like pretty good tag team matches for them. But the thing that really stood out to me here was definitely the time. It's girl, cause they. I I looked at the I looked at the WWE Network. They had twenty two minutes and fifty two seconds. That is rare for a, that's that's pretty rare for a women's tag team match. Cause like for a women's match, you would expect I would expect that time, like a windy one. But uh-huh. again, with this one, Raquel just throwing Ember out of that ramp thing or whatever. And can I just say sure. one of my favorite 
one of my favorite moves right now currently is that combination of emperor's kick and shotzi's like little senton kind of thing in the middle row oh, oh my, my god, god that is amazing if they came up with that i'm giving a massive props they are working so well together like you know granted that ember and shotzi was never originally a theme a theme but girl with the opportunity that they, with the opportunity that they were given they should just be a team like even just like make they it should. occasional <laughs> i mean like uh-huh. they don't have to, they don't have to be like a team like let's say Casey and Kaden who's like inseparable but you know they should like be right there when when they just need someone like to tag with they should just be there and it's just such a phenomenal moment and you know even though as much as i wanted Casey and Kaden in the finals it did make sense overall that the Korean Raquel are going to be the most established team in NXT. I would say I would even argue in WWE as a whole right now, like the most established team in the women's division. And then you got Shanti Blackheart, who is the fastest ranking star in NXT, and Ember Moon. You know, you, you gotta give props to Ember Moon. She's been gone for a while, and you have to make people exactly. people remember how good she is. And it showed. Like even though Ember has, she hasn't had the best success, like track record wise, like winning wise. Mm-hmm. But every time she has the opportunity, it shows. And Raquel Gonzalez, girl, I just love Raquel. And you know, choke slam. One, two, three, and I can just, it's like one of those, that actually made me cry. <laughs> that match actually made me cry. Like, was, even when they were presented, even when they were presented with the trophies, I was like, wait, <laughs> why did that make me, was, that, 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 that was a great moment. That did not make that. me emotional. <laughs> it wasn't supposed <laughs> to be that emotional. But it did. But it was. And I think my, I love Raquel, but The thing that really made me cry here was freaking Dakota. Like I said it in the past, she is my all-time favorite person from any version of the Mae Young Classic. So the fact that she finally got her big break, so to speak, in exactly. WWE, I'm like, she did it. Deserve. She did it. Mm-mm. All she had to do was Deserve. dye her hair. Exactly. <laughs> her Peyton Royce era. Yes, it's true. That was giving me more of Sasha Banks 2016. Well, Sasha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, She got what she deserved. I'm super proud of. Both. I'm so happy for Dakota. I'm so happy for Raquel, and their match up against Nia and Shayna is gonna be amazing. It's gonna blow the hole out of this place. I like exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> But you know what? Before we talk, before we get more into that in NXT, let's just go to the next match where we got a triple threat match between for the NXT Women's Championship between Io Shirai, Mercedes Martinez, and Tony Storm. And okay, I said I I look I threw shade at the beginning of NXT Takeover oh, here on, that man. I'm like we got one excellent match, but there was just something missing for me. It wasn't. It's not even because there was a lack of big spots. For me, it just didn't connect as a whole. Like I don't really know how to explain okay. it. But, like the, don't get me wrong, their chemistries were good against one another, but as a whole. Like the match put itself together. It wasn't the best. Like granted, it was so infamous for that spot of Tony Storm just like being so being like the Hulk and destroying a table by herself. No, like, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Granted, there's some stuff like that, but you know, for me, I think I hate to say it, but the first match overshadowed it. Honestly, for sure, for sure. But you know, Io Shirai with the defense, one, two, three. I'm so happy for her that you know, even though I've said in the past that the WWE doesn't give her shit storylines, 
doesn't give her storylines, doesn't give her a lot of character development, character work as a whole. But you know, she's been producing great matches and you can't deny that. So I'm very happy for her defense once again. Mercedes Martinez was the one pinned. So give me Tony versus EO in takeover. <laughs> that's all yeah, that's all I, I can really say, but I'm I'm just disapp- I'm I'm underwhelmed. There we go. That's the best okay. way. To do it. I that's was fair. underwhelmed. That's fair. There. Honestly for me, like personally it was a pretty good match until the inevitable thing that you know everyone was talking about the whole table spot because we all talked about it online um i felt really bad for tony because <laughs> you could see the the look on her face because i'm pretty sure that was some way to maybe put mercedes out of the match for a while i don't know maybe she'll put her through the table that's true i feel Even like the announcers were shook <laughs> Uh, they picked it up well, though. They were like, oh, True, she's, were. she's literally know. breaking. But uh-huh. I think, I, for me, like, this, you know that spot where she was going for a Storm Zero and then uh-huh. um, Mercedes countered it into a DDT? I feel like that's what they were going for. Oh, maybe. I feel maybe. Like I can that. see that. But I will say, after that happened, that was the event before EO did that crazy climb to the, oh, to that the was dive good. from that. That was good. I think that was the part where they had to come up with something with something quick. Because I don't know if you noticed, but when Leo finished landing, Tony actually rolled over to Mercedes and I could I saw that she was trying to say something to her. It was it was hidden really well, but I sort of saw it too. And I think that's when they were like thinking of something to you know have an alternative ending um because i'm gonna be honest that ending was really really surprising i did not expect eo to come out of nowhere granted that it was pretty cool if it had more build up to it because you know it's the same thing that happened with eo versus ria where she you know, mm-hmm. out of nowhere or eo ria charlotte because that's also how she did it you know figure eight um but yeah i feel like it was just too sudden and is it just me or EO didn't hit Mercedes at all? Because I'm pretty sure she, oh, she hit did. Tony. She did. did she, she did. She did hit based Mercedes. From, based from like what I saw, I think everything went to Tony and then Mercedes was just there. But you know what? It is what it is. Um, you know what? I, I have to give them props. I I sort I felt their professionalism. They had to come up with something off the fly. It was okay. It was fine. It was fine. I think it's just that the first women's match on the card just really set the pace, re- set the standard really it high. Did. So it was kind of like Io Shirai and Candice LeRae out outshining Shayna and Mia's match. If you remember yeah, yeah. that, yes, it was sort of that. I agree. But you know what? I, I don't. I don't really know how to feel about Mercedes taking the pin, especially since she's new here. But you know what? It means we're getting Io and Tony. I'm fine with that. I'll take it. And did you see those backstage photos on NXT? Which ones? Io was having a photo shoot and Tony attacked her from behind. It wasn't filmed. <gasps> it was it was just photos. I don't know why they didn't put it on on the show, but Tony basically said, I'm the sexiest of sexy. Exactly. I love exactly. She's a diva. If y'all remember we, that. we understand. If y'all, yeah. <laughs> exactly. if y'all remember but, that, y'all are amazing. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's all I have to say. It was it was fine for what it was. It's so odd. Why is it just a picture? Like, 
That what? was they, that would have been such a good it. throwback to the diva era if we got exactly. a video of that. Maurice and Eve. You <laughs> posting with the title and then Tony's exactly. gonna post with the title. Exactly. I think that's I'm not sure if that's I'll send you the pictures. I'll send you the pictures. Do it. Find I'll send. But yeah. It's fine for what it was. It wasn't super tragic, but I agree. It was okay. It's fine, it's fine. Well, that's kind of it for now for NXT TakeOver. Vengeance, any final thoughts? I don't have, so yeah. It was fine. It was a great start of the week. I'll take it. Yeah, so I guess let's just move on to our favorite show, Raw. <laughs> yeah, let's go to Raw. I lied. Nah, <laughs> okay, we're, we're going to Raw. Raw. So moving on with this week, we got Monday Night Raw. And wow, was this a crazy episode. Um... Okay, let's start it off with this tag team match. We got the team of Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce taking on Charlotte Flair and Asuka. So apparently Charlotte and Asuka are still a tag team. I'm mad. I'm not mad about it. I would have been but, more mad if they just all of a sudden break up. I mean, yeah, makes sense. But where is Asuka going, sweetie? You know, oh, like... my camera. Like, especially <laughs> with, like... Okay, let's just get to the point. Peyton Royce was in the match for the team because we all know what happened. Lacey is apparently pregnant. And I did research. I think she's actually pregnant with her husband, of course. With her husband, not Rick. I think for real? so. I think so. I don't I don't know. If I'm wrong, please tell me. But she- based off of what I know, she is. Because they canceled the Lacey Oscar match. That's true. And I don't know. I guess we'll just see if Lacey works next week or later on. I don't know. Is she going we're on really maternity get, leave? We're really getting a throwback to the diva era. Like first we with really the, Tony, the Tony and the Eve. Tony and Maurice exactly. comparisons. And now we got the Maria and the Lacey comparisons. I know. I'm pregnant. That was iconic. You know, I didn't even talk about the match that much. It, it was okay. It was, a, it was an okay match. I was just too focused on Lacey announcing her pregnancy. So, what That's do you think? True. Do you think it's legit? From the I actually it's- don't know, but you know, with the match itself, I think we should. I think we all should all address and admit that Oscar and Peyton Royce have really great chemistry that we never talk. Oh about. yeah, we need to talk about. That. Like it's so underrated. Like ever since their NXT days, yeah, even and. And like you know, even though Peyton is usually the one who takes the pins and this and these kinds uh-huh. of matches instead of Lacey, she is still shown as a strong woman. But where is the Peyton Royce singles push that y'all were saying? We were lied to. They broke up the iconic so that Billy could flourish. I said what I said, and I'm not mad about it. Honestly, she is though. I'm mad about. I'm so, I, I feel so mad. I'm so I, I feel so bad for Peyton. I know. She has, Can honestly, you at I least? Can she at least face Nikki Cross in main event or something? True. Wait, actually, I think she did. She's the queen. Oh yeah, she did. Let's just say, I'm pretty sure she. Nikki Cross. (laughs) The way she actually did. (laughs) Nikki Cross is main event. Yeah, she's she's the queen of main event. If she leaves WWE and she shows up on Dark, I will not be surprised. (laughs) Uh, I I love Nikki Storm. The return of Nikki Storm. I mean, you never know, but. I don't know if Lacey Evans is actually pregnant. This is going to be surprising. I don't know if she's going to work 
pregnant of course not in matches but you know like maybe backstage or who knows something. who knows she might you she know might be like a Soraya knight exactly. who just wrestled like with a dream on babe oh did you see brandy or on Brand. the, it dynamite yes I remember, dynamite, dynamite. I remember i remember brandy was out there they announced their child but yeah that was a great moment um do you have anything else to say? This this match was pretty much all about Lacey, I think, and her announcement. Charlotte's face. I just don't like the fact that we never got a true answer of what's really going to happen in Elimination Chamber. Like, they just, they did just cancel it. Like, we didn't even get, like, they, we didn't even get, like, a segment for it. Like, they exactly. quiet, they took it off the card. Like, we, we could have at least had the segment where they were, like, Lacey and Asuka canceled because of Lacey and Evans in pregnancy. We could have at least had that. Like, hello. But yeah, that's all I can really say. All right, and moving on, we got this quick segment from Lana and Naomi, and all I have to say is I love both of these girls. Um, they should be the ones fighting for the titles at Elimination. Yes. Chamber. But you know what? what I agree. Of, what do we think of their dynamic? Honestly, honestly, I love I love their dynamic. Lana and Naomi just has a dynamic of. They've had a thing, they've had a pretty strong chemistry with each other ever since Total Divas, and I don't if you remember. Do you remember that picture where John or Jimmy Uso? Is it Jimmy? Yeah, Jimmy's the one. Jimmy's yeah, Jimmy. the husband. When Jimmy got mad because they posted a picture of them kissing or something. No. Yeah, I know this. I know this. It was giving and me then, that, and even their TikToks together. Rusev was there. Busted, busted. And Rusev was just like, I'm fine with it. Rusev was just like, I'm fine with it. King yeah, Russo. We love, we love it. But <laughs> and then they even did the busted challenge, and Naomi mm-hmm. ate Lana up. I hate to say it, but I she mean, ate she Lana always, up. She always eats these girls when it comes That's to true. Except, except Natty is the best. <laughs> <in her. laughs> she is. I love Natty. But, yeah, but pretty much. It. I really, we got to know much more about the relationship with each other, and I'm really hoping that it's more. I really hope we get more segments like this for newer tag teams because it's something that we all need, I would yeah, say. We, we need to establish them more, and this is a good way to get to know them. But besides that, we got to talk about this next one because we got this quick segment with Alexa and Randy Orton where Alexa was basically, she's a fucking witch, bitch. <laughs> she's coming I for Clara J. She was in a summoning circle with do you, do you know what that means? You, you can take the lead. I don't know what it means. So that's a Hello, I'm here. Oh, there we go. What the fuck? What the hell is happening? Well, it's usually <laughs> pentagrams are pentagrams are usually I don't know. <laughs> Wait, hello, hello. Okay, pentagrams okay. are usually it's usually connected with it, um Satanism and all, and I think in this situation also yes. a bit connected to that in a way. Like it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's it's like it's not necessarily a bad thing, and it's usually used for like spells and all for like rituals. And my guess is not necessarily Satanism, okay? My guess is she is summoning the theme back or something. And I'm She's happy. Manifesting. With that. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, say your phone. Let me restart my phone real quick. 
All right. Well, for me, you know what? It was typical Alexa. Um, I'm glad that she's still in the storyline. I think she's going to be in the storyline until The Fiend does eventually come back. I hope she's still, like, you know, involved with the storyline when it comes, like, I don't know, months from now? Because I don't think Alexa's doing anything with the women's division. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because she's sort of in a bigger storyline. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that the women's storylines are smaller, but, like, she's working with Randy Orton. You know, she's working with one of the top, the top stars of the company. So she's getting, she's getting her work done. And it's what she deserves. With, her, with that acting, rightfully so. But with that said, anything else on Alexa? Or shall we save it for the last part of Raw? Because that was also interesting. Let's just save it for the last part. All right. Right. Well, for our second and last match this week for Raw, we got Lana taking on one half of the women's tag team champions, Shayna Baszler. What do we think? Honestly, I think they're always making Lana this like underdog character during mm-hmm. the match who ends up with the win. And granted that she did lose this match, I think... I think it's fine for her to take a loss. I don't think it harms her in any way. I think She's it's been winning. What do you I, I was about to say. I, I think it's about time Shayna and I finally get a win. I was. About I know, right? Like it's been, it's been a while. Like, it's about time. It's been a while. Like they're supposed to be dominant heels, yet they keep on losing. Exactly. But but you know what? It's about time they finally get the win. Shayna, you know, girl, Shayna's again. You know how I feel about Shayna Baszler. Definitely yeah. one of my favorites on Raw. I uh-huh. would even argue at this point, like if it were up to me, I would make her take the title off Asuka. Like, you know, at granted this that point, she hasn't had have to booking since being brought up. Granted that she hasn't had the best booking ever since brought up. Uh-huh. But besides that, she's been kind of what she was given with what she is given. She's doing pretty well in my opinion. And you know, it was a pretty okay match. Like, my main problem with this match is that girl, we've seen this, like, 8 million times already. Like, I am sick. We have. We have. <laughs> we've seen this 8 million times already. So, you know what? Nothing new. Um, Nothing bad. But nothing special. There. Okay. I'll take That's that. That's all I have okay. to say. Yeah, see here. It was, mm, it was okay. Especially with, like, the work we've seen with, like, say Shayna and Naomi last week Shayna and Dana every time they're in the ring you know like you see the chemistry and I think Lana is just starting to like dip her feet into the water with Shayna in terms of like chemistry but at the end of the day you know that's sort of her character you know she's getting to you know she's improving she's an underdog and I think this is gonna lead to her having some sort of win. I don't think it's for the women's championship, but I think it's leading to something. Maybe a match that will finally prove herself to her haters that she can wrestle, she has a great character, and she has the it factor. Who is this? That's what I mean. I I, I wasn't listening. I was talking about Lana. I was talking about Lana. Oh, she does. She has the look for it, I would say. Like, Mm. I even saw, like, an article women wrestlers who are who are in the wrong era and lana she's they were like Ooh. lana's in the wrong era i'm like i actually agree with that no it's not because like she doesn't fit she's not a good wrestler and all but it's the fact that there are better wrestlers like wrestling wise but she would have totally owned the attitude area oh she's gonna fight with the cat no i lie <laughs> 
I like. They're gonna I have like. pudding matches. Exactly. They're gonna have pudding matches all over the place. But yeah, that was it for Lana and Shayna. And this last thing we're gonna talk about, it was really quick. I think it was during a men's match with Randy and I don't know who was Randy. It was a gaunt- It was a it was a gauntlet match. Always oh, a gauntlet. For the men. Anyways, we should get a gauntlet soon because this is like the second gauntlet for the men we've had in a while. Girl. Mm-hmm. But when it was Randy, have you ever turn, been in a gauntlet match? <laughs> well, let me fight you. Let me fight you for no reason. Miss <laughs> Maurice, no comment. But uh, it was Maurice, because... I love you, but that came out of nowhere. Yeah, it came out of nowhere, but sort of understand why. Um, but you know what? Alexa said, "This is my moment. It's my time to shine. I'm going to be on every single screen in the Thunderdome." That yeah, was my that up. was my big question. That was my big question though. Like, how come Randy Orton was the one faced by that? That that shit was fucking creepy. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. What the hell? Like, the ref was just counting. Drew McIntyre was not even on the frame. Hello, oh, is is he the is he the only one like scared of that? Like, or maybe is he the? Are those his voices in his head? I don't know. No. <laughs> but, but it was just odd that. It seems like Rand, like from what it was shown, it feels like Randy was the only one who saw it. Honestly. Well, you know what? Alexa signed up with a hundred emails for the Thunderdome. A thousand. <laughs> a thousand. Is that the capacity for the Thunderdome? I never knew that. Apparently it is. I, I, I read like an article. Things we know now that the Thunderdome has been a thing for a while. And then like I the capacity, there are 1,000 screens. And I'm like, interesting. Interesting. Well, she signed up for all of them. And, you know, it just progressed the storyline. Alexa's still doing great. But I just hope it goes somewhere. You know, if it doesn't end up with her in the women's division, at least give her a role with The Fiend when The Fiend comes after the world title. You know, I'll take it. I'll take it. But with that said, any final thoughts on Raw? It was a pretty decent amount. Decent amount. Alexa main eventing again. Who is doing it like her? Oh my God. I never know. She has made a vet in Raw so much time. I think, the only time she hasn't made event, I think the only time she hasn't made a vet was last week. Yeah, because she's been main eventing consecutively. If from mm-hmm. what I remember. Oh my god. The material. You know, in the future, when Casey and Kaden are on the main roster, they're going to talk about, I used to watch when women... Like Alexa Bliss main evented Raw, and they're not even gonna talk about Trish and Lita anymore. It's gonna be Alexa Bliss. That's <laughs> true. Alexa's been main of any week after week. And Natty's, that. and then Natty's gonna be like, Alexa Bliss main eventing <laughs> reminds me when my uncle Bret Hart was Brett. in WCW. Natty has a relatively <laughs> new attitude, bitch. She has a new attitude. We're gonna talk. About I'm gonna get later. there. I'm gonna get there okay. later. Like, I'm very okay. interested. But it's not it for Raw. Yeah, that's it for Raw. So let's let's move on to our actual <laughs> favorite show of the week. Because not you lying about Raw. Our favorite show of the week, NXT. Okay, so up next we got NXT and the Fallout Show Takeover Vengeance Day. They definitely did nothing disappoint. But my only comment is like my only con here is like, are you sure I was in Mexico? But rightfully so. You know what she said? I defended my title. I need to go no, I mean, like they had they had the photo shoot <laughs> thing, but yes, I can't. But why couldn't they put that on the show? I know. 
Uh, anyways, but you know what? Without further ado, the first match that we got was the way going up against Indy, uh, not Indy, not against not Indy, Indy. <laughs> <laughs> against Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. And honestly, with this one, the same thoughts as it was a bit odd to me that they face each other they face each other again considering that they literally just face each other like the week before oh, yeah, and <laughs> you know what you know what? i'm not gagging like i'm not i'm oh, not really no. gagged by it no i mean like i'm not gagged <laughs> by it that much just because this was used for austin theory's return let's we can okay, all i'll take that. that i'll take that it like, like it was okay like, like the thing the thing that I the thing that I really liked about here was again that kick and senton combination. Even Indy and Candice's tag team move. I was so disappointed. They didn't even make Candice do like the hanging Lorezal with Indy. I'm like, y'all could have at least did that before y'all went to Austin. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Overall, it was pretty okay. Not the best. Considering we just got an amazing tag team match earlier. Exactly. I mean, like earlier in the week. So yeah, it's for it is what it is. What I will say though is something I noticed this week is that they're building the tag division. Like, is it just me? Because we had Lacey Payton versus Charlotte Oscar, and now we're having the Way versus Ember and Shotzi, and um, we got Jesse and Aaliyah. Exactly. There's so much more, but I'll get to that later. But we got divas tag team action. We got so much divas tag team matches. So Lay I hope cool would time. be proud. Would they? No, they I left. <laughs> <gasps> Anyways, um, confidential, confidential. But I think I hope this what? is a sign that they're pushing the tag division to the moon, as it should be to the moon, to the yeah. Ember Moon, to the Ember Moon. There also, yes, Ember Moon using one of Charlotte Flair's iconic moves that she doesn't do anymore. Which one? The pin. That was oh, a Charlotte. Yeah. Move. I re- oh my god, with the bridge. Why didn't she do that anymore? What the hell is Charlotte? Your face, you have no even, excuse. <laughs> she doesn't even you do have her no split ex- entrance anymore. <gasps> Melina was She's like, copyright it. infringement. I love oh, it. Exactly. As she should, as she should. But uh, it was true. an okay match for me. It wasn't okay. It wasn't the best. It was okay. Like, yeah, that's the easiest way to put it. But as you said, NXT is building up the tag division and the next segment or match Next match, actually, that we got was Casey and Kaden Carter. Casey and Kaden, well, never mind. Casey Catanzaro and Kaden Carter <laughs> go. going up against the Robert Stone brand. I'm guessing it's safe to call them that, considering that I think she in is. Jessica's last match, she did, in fact, have the Robert Stone logo in her Titantron. So I'm mm-hmm. calling them the Robert Stone brand. Going up against Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea. And again, with this one, you know, Casey and Kaden doing their things. Aaliyah and Jessica Maya's tag team move where it was like a it was like a bulldog wheelbarrow bulldog oh, or yeah it was amazing that. I love that girl like that's my that's like the thing I love the tag division they're at least getting like one big move ass together but with like the ending well I don't really remember much besides the ending with the ending being the neck breaker and neck breaker and crossbody kind of thing I'm gonna be like uh-huh. Casey Kaden, y'all can do way better than that. Let's I know. Be real. You know <laughs> so <laughs> they were probably just debuting this movie. Like, look what else we can do. We can't just do like Bruce and stuff. We can also do that. But you know what? I have more to say about the the last part, like after the match, because that was interesting. True. That was interesting. Um, Zaya Lee, Queen of Sharpie. 
<laughs> Queen of putting yes. Sharpies on her hand. Is it Ash Wednesday? Not Ash Wednesday. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm gonna I purge you. At Can first, you I, was like, is, I was like, is K- <laughs> is, I was like, is Casey getting hypnotized or something? I don't know. That I was know. that's what I thought. Also, can I just say, I don't know if that was supposed to be a joke, but okay. them calling Chad Shaming May or something, I was like, was well, that supposed to be funny? Because it's not. It's a bo- it, It's <laughs> kind of racist. It came off borderline racist. So if it is, it Casey, Casey, girl, there's a lot on your plate right now. <laughs> don't do <laughs> anything foolish. Let's just get to the next segment. I would say. We got a little sec, a, a trophy award, awarding ceremony with the men's and women's Dusty Classic. And you know what? I am going to go first once again. I'm sorry. Okay. I really want to talk about You can see my nickname <laughs> right now. So my exactly. nickname right now is Beth and MSK's Popcorn. Well, first and foremost, I'm so happy Beth Phoenix is doing it because she's a literal Hall of Famer and the most qualified out of all three commentators. Exactly. No disrespect, but let's be real. She's the most qualified out of all three of them uh-huh. and then we got and i just gotta say msk i have been big fans of them even back when they were in impact so i'm very happy they got their big break in wwe considering that they were only signed last december that's impressive oh yeah and they won already that's they that's were crazy. shot to the moon i think it's because really they're were. hot so yes True. they really are <laughs> <laughs> they are, they are. And MSK's interaction with both um, Raquel and Dakota and Naya and Shayna were things I never knew I needed. Even with Beth Phoenix, with the popcorn, I never knew Beth. I needed that. Beth being that was so I never, I never, I would never think Beth has comedy. The most comedic. The, the most comedic. The fart gimmick. <laughs> the fart gimmick. Oh, that was nasty. <laughs> uh-huh. I remember that. No comment. We all know what, the, what happened but, there. But with this, I actually just wanted to really talk emphasis on that point. And I know you have a lot to say about this segment as a whole. So, Troy, go right ahead. <laughs> you know, I think I'm going to put focus on, first of all, Naya and Shayna did really good this week. They went on a world tour. They went to every single they brand. And they should be. As tag champions, you should do that. I think my main emphasis on this segment has to be Dakota. Because it showed like her growth from her past face run. Because you know when she was a face, like Shayna would beat the shit out of her, step on her arm, break her arm, and all of that shit. And it would like really make her look super, super weak. And then war games happen, and she proved everyone wrong. And now that she's here, standing as the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic champion, proving herself worthy of being in the ring. And now that Shayna's back, I think her saying her telling Shayna that I'm here and I'm ready to kick your head off. I think that was like their way of showing Dakota's growth, showing that she's no longer scared of like going face to face with like competitors like Shayna and Naya. Granted that Dakota and Naya did have his, well, it wasn't really history, but Dakota was used as enhancement talent when Naya debuted. If you remember that, she still went by Evie. Exactly. She still went by Evie. And so like, I don't know. As much as I want to put emphasis on Raquel, I think we don't give like Dakota as much like props. So I'm gonna give Dakota her props. She changed her look. She changed her attitude. She's more feisty now. She's ready to fight. You know what I mean? And rightfully so, because she's the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Champion. 
So it would only make sense for her to be as dominating as she is. But I will say, I have a question. Is this a face turn for Dakota and Raquel? No, maybe Tweener. Tweener? I'll take Tweener. They're giving us a team Bella tease. <laughs> That's oh, like, whenever, oh, me, whenever I see Tweener, I'm giving the, I always think of team Bella. Because uh-huh. when whenever they're up against PCB, they're, they're, they're like the mean girls. They're the bit. They're the plastics. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then when they're up against team bad, they're like, yes, let's go besties. Exactly. But yeah, um, we all saw, we all heard the whole pun by Raquel, and I think they're the ones who I'm looking forward to the most. Raquel and Naya face to face. They're the ones I'm looking forward to. I need Raquel this, to lift her up. This segment was just literally something else. Like one of the best Mike promos, Mike showdowns in a very long time, in my opinion. Like there is a reason. Like it. Even add that to MSK's and Beth Phoenix's reaction, that was God. This segment is God tier. I, I, I'm gonna say it, it was God tier. And okay. true. And you know, it's even actually weird. Just like I just want to talk about a little bit more about MSK, just because I don't even know the real names in WWE. I only Me know either. them as Zachary. I only know them as Zachary Wentz and Desmond Xavier because those are their indie names. I don't even know their names uh-huh. in WWE. That's how I'll much. Let's go with MSK. <laughs> With MSK, but talking about the segment itself, number one, Shayna Baszler, Shayna Baszler having an ovation, like somewhat of an ovation. That is that was what I love about the NXT like universe, that. and I'm like, yes, y'all bow down to your arguably second best champion after Oscar. <laughs> exactly. Like I wasn't, exactly. I'm like second best champion after Oscar, and it really shows how they really, they're really, it's really like the home of. Hardcore wrestling fans. Granted, they are not yes. in the full sale. They're not full in full sale university. But from what I know, um, what's it called the Capital Wrestling Center is there still in happen. Orlando, Florida. So it's mm-hmm. still in the same area, more or less. So you y'all know how much they love their wrestling and the wrestlers. Nia Jack saying that she was the best. She was the baddest, biggest bitch that Dusty has ever met. And Raquel being like, "Bitch, you haven't beaten me." She, does, exactly. I never. Does, does he never met me? And even like Shane, and like the Shane and Dakota like thing where Dakota was Shane was like, "Girl, you're the same person like back in the past." I was like, "Oh, we're gonna bring that in. We're gonna I get bring into it." I thought they weren't going to bring it up, but they did. And they even like Dakota's, even Dakota's way of introducing Raquel to Shane, it was like Dakota was like. The Co- Raquel, this is Shayna. She ran away after Rhea beat her, and then she was like, "Oh, Rhea, the same Rhea Ripley I beat in a last woman standing match." Exactly. I, was like, exactly. I, was, I was eating it. I was exactly. eating it up all <laughs> the damn meal. time. Exactly. So, you know, I could go on for this for ages, but the fact that, like, with this on top of like the amazing reactions of Beth and MSK. Arguably the best segment of the week. I'm I'm willing to say that this is the best thing that happened this week. I am putting it there. Mm-hmm. We're not even gonna put a match as our main in our description. Thing on, on the caption. It's, it's just the segment. I'm down to do that though. I'm down to. Do I'm that. actually I'm actually willing now to induct MSK into the honorary women Hall of Fame just for After this one segment. segment. Okay, okay. I just for that. this segment. I, can see I don't that. know, but maybe if they have one more appearance, maybe one more. they're like in the they're yes. in the waiting list. <laughs> Uh-huh. They're, they're probably Molly Holly and Victoria. Maybe they're there. Uh, let's see. Anyways. Yes. 
So yeah, that's kind of it for this segment. But after that, we are not done in a surprising turn of events, in my opinion. This was a bit of a surprise for me. Me too. Zoe Stark finally gets her singles debut in NXT, in NXT, going up against Valentina Feroz and actually Troy Tickley for this. Honestly, I think out of the three signees that they had, I think they, I think they have a vision. Raven Simone. No, they have <laughs> they have a vision for Zoe Stark. One division. I like not one division. Just because Cora Jade debuted last, last was it last week mm-hmm. or two weeks ago? Yeah, up against Zaya last she, week. She pretty much got squashed. Like let's be real. And Priscilla on on the other hand, we haven't seen her ever since she got eliminated from the tag tournament. But Zoe Stark has her own match with her own enhancement talent. I think. It's safe to say Valentina Froze is in an, an enhancement talent. But she was sort of dominating this match, which is interesting. She did. Because this sort of gave me the, um, what do you call it? the impression that maybe they have plans for Zoe. Like, out of the three, maybe Zoe's the first one that they have actual plans for. As Solo, I don't know. Maybe she'll get put in a tag team with Marina. Yes. No, I lied. You, you know, you never Jessamine, where are you? Jessamine or Ari, stop playing Among Us. We're tired of that game. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, up, up, down, down. Up, up, down, down. But you know what? She impressed me. She is a powerhouse. Uh, once again, I did not. I, I sometimes forget that women like Zoe Stark or Danny Luna, who we'll be talking about later, like sometimes I forget, yes. oh, they're a powerhouse, you know, because I don't know much about them. So this was a great showing. That was a cool finisher. I've never seen I, yeah. go to a DTS like that. I don't. E- I don't even cool. know what to call it. Same. I'll just go with. Zoe Stark just finisher. Yeah, Zoe Stark just finisher. I don't know, but it was pretty <laughs> cool. It's something new, so I'll take it. I'll take it. Hopefully, you know, they use her well. You know, uh, personally, I think we. I th- actually, I think for both of us, among the three, she was actually the one we didn't really know much about. Yeah, like. Yeah. I've actually heard a lot. I've heard when I think of like indie darlings in the past few years, I think of like Candice LeRae, Santana Garrett, um, Britt Baker, even. And I also think of Lacey Ryan or Zoe Stark. And I never really got the chance to watch any of her matches, honestly. And this was a, such a great introduction point for her. And this was very surprising that the fact that she was able to have like her own enhancement talent. But you know, with my my big issue here is you can only push women, a lot of women, to the point where there's no storyline and consistency. Uh-huh. So I hope she still used the right way. Maybe this puts her in a higher level. Like let's say, what's a good comparison? Like maybe like let's say Kylan King in AEW, I would say. Maybe she's putting her in that sort of position. Maybe. But you know what? If she beats up like Zia Lee in the next match or something, I wouldn't be mad. Interesting. I don't know. Why do I why do I feel like they're gonna make her feel good after Casey and Kaden? I can feel it. We'll just have to wait and find out, but I hope to see her more. She's pretty she's pretty good. And she's very athletic. I, love, mm-hmm. I never expected her that much from her, honestly. Now it makes more sense now. She was teamed up with Marine, honestly. Yeah, after I watching this see too. Yeah, I yeah. was like, oh, so this is why they were teamed up together. Well, that's kinda it for now for NXT actually. So shall we just fly over? We're flying over, bitch, because, oh my god. I, and we're we now here at the UK, where we have tall, large, 
Henry VIII, Supreme Head of the Church, England. I lied. I have been obsessed. Um, Lesson the Six, the musical. May you wherever be you're from. It, it's a musical, but it, it's a British musical. That's why I sang that. But uh-huh. <laughs> that's that's why. But NXT UK, and again, we were fed once again. I would argue NXT UK is the best division right now. I'm gonna. I am putting Ooh. that out there. It's the best. She division left. Division she right left. Now. And you, you said that when they signed me. I think deserve. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not just that. <laughs> It's not just that. It's the fact that NXT UK has like more has like more storylines than Definitely. NXT US. In Wait, one hour, see. they have more storylines than now. NXT US. Hello, like exactly. props to them. Like they know how to book their things, honestly. But the first thing that we got was a press conference with Miko Satomura and Kaylee Ray. And all I can say is, but and all I can really say is, number one, it's really cool to hear Miko speak in English and Japanese. Like that was fun, that was cool. And I'm gonna be real with you. This does not feel like, in the best way possible, this did not feel like a wrestling match press conference. Same. Oh my god. Oh this my god, felt god. like some UFC or boxing kind of boxing. shit, and I was living exactly. for every single. And when I love and when Kaylee Ray even said, "What does she want? Champion or something?" Pushy, I know, yeah. something like that. I was like, really I love it. Sometimes people forget that she worked in Japan too, and she reminded everyone. And I, and I think also some people forget how Mako has worked in England multiple times, like in the exactly. UK. Hello, she's a former progress woman. She's champion. wrestled Pete Dundee. Has no one seen that? Do your research, y'all. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy match. And I just want to put it out there that Ginny was the one who beat her for the title. <laughs> But you know what? It was I just love the vibes of it all the time. With this with the match being this close, I'm well let's get the predictions after your thoughts. What are your thoughts in the press con in the press conference? We need more press conferences. Like legit. We need That's more true. press conferences like this. That was I... like the first time in a very long time. Is it the first time for the women? Because I don't remember. I would women. say, yeah, yeah. I, would I think I think we've only had it with Kane Velasquez and like Brock Lesnar, if you remember that, and like Braun and I don't even remember that. that are, exactly as you should. So this one, this is obviously the superior one. Mako Sakamoto <laughs> was there. We got to talk about that green, green top she had on, and she she looked great in shape. Like she looked, she was ready to beat someone up. Exactly. You know those, you know those Asian moms who come to the parent-teacher conferences to <gasps> complain about their son's failing. No, Mako looked like that, and she, she looked no. like she was ready to beat in the up best the way principal. possible. In the best, in the best way, possible. way possible, girl. I would never slander Mako. If I slander, she would beat my Mako. <laughs> Mako, Mako was out there. She was like, "Why did my child get an A minus?" <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know that was kind of the vibe. But overall, this was. Amazing. We need more of these. If we get a Bianca Sasha conference <gasps> and Sasha brings out the stamp. Oh <laughs> speaking of it's Bianca over. and Sasha, I have been seeing this meme all over the timeline of MSK and Beth Phoenix uh, eating popcorn. And then it was like Sasha saying, You are you are 0 and 5 in championship matches. Then Bianca says, You're 0 and 5 in WrestleMania. I'm like, give it to me. I want that in real life. I want that in real life. I want that in real life. That's gonna break my heart. I'm gonna be so torn, but 
Oh, but that's gonna be weird though, because like technically, if never mind. So she's gonna be zero and six in championship matches. Quiet, about please. Bianca. Because oh, I don't know. I mean, like no, because I don't <laughs> think they're gonna win on. I don't think they're gonna win the elimination chamber. Let's be real. Yeah, 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 for sure. So yeah, uh, let's just see what happens. Yeah, TLDR. That was something else. We need more press conferences like this. Okay. Now. I want to have our predictions. March, that week of March 3rd or whatever, that is such a big week for women. But let's talk about NXT. Again, NXT and NXT UK simultaneously having such big matches. Are they coordinating or something? They They, are. They probably should. They probably should. (laughs) They literally work together. Mm -hmm. But predictions, predictions, predictions. Kaylee Ray or Mako Satomura? Who is taking the title in two weeks? It has to be... I was about to say. It has to be Mako. No other choice. No other I'm gonna choice. Put, I'm no gonna choice. I'm actually gonna go the no, other no, way no. around. I'm gonna no, wait. You no, will hear not. me out. I'm gonna hear I'm okay. gonna go the other way around with saying Kaylee Ray is gonna win, but it's a dirty finish. And then Mako's gonna take the title at that okay. takeover. That's how I that's how I feel like okay. I'm gonna see it. Because from what I okay. know, I'm not completely sure, but like relatively the UK is pretty more free when it comes to public events, so they can have takeovers it. now. So maybe I don't know if they go to like a not so COVID place. Like from what I know, England is really the one. England and Scotland. So maybe they might do a takeover Cardiff in Wales or takeover yeah, yeah. Ireland. Let's go to Dublin or something. Oh, there was a motorcycle. Not but but you know what? But I just I feel like it's too soon for Mako to take the title. Like I know it's Mako Satomura and she's a living legend. But knowing WWE, they're not. I feel like. This better have a screwy finish. Like that's how I see it. Yeah, and I want that to be a screwy finish. TLDR Mako needs to be the one to take the title. She's the only one left. Yes, she's the only oh, one left. The one to take the title, but not necessarily two weeks from now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but, but you want to win already. I'm just excited for the match, honestly. Same, same, but, but with the next one, we got Aaliyah James, who's, I think we can officially say, part of NXT UK. Yes, Congratulations to her. Congratulations to her. NXT UK is pretty getting more and more talent. Like, I don't know if you've heard this, but Millie McKenzie is apparently also signed. Yeah, I love Millie. I've seen some of her yes. works. Same. We got Millie McKenzie. Not Millie McK- Aaliyah James going up against Danny <laughs> Luna. And you know what? You already touched upon on how... You already touched upon on how um you didn't know Danny Luna was a powerhouse and same here. So you start off on you start us off. Yeah, I only found out like last week because you know we we talked about it last week too when um you know the whole promo happened. But I think I'm glad that they not only gave us a promo last week, but they gave us a match too to like back it up. You know, it, it would only make sense. Um you know, I think Danny just proved herself to be a powerhouse because that was pretty much what she did. She carried Aaliyah. Aaliyah's pretty small, by the way. She, she is. really tiny in comparison to Danny. But she literally threw her everywhere. But I think we have to give props to Aaliyah as well because she did some springboard athletic crazy-ass shit, which I sort of forgot because it's been a while since we've seen her. You know, And she's relatively new to me, so sometimes I forget about her arching or her moveset but she sort of like brought it back here, so you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a squash, but Danny Luna like dominated majority of the match. Correct However, me if I'm wrong. Wait, what was the finish? Was, was it a tiger driver? Was that the finish? It, it was it was it was interesting because it was a fireman's carry, and then she lifted her up and then did a power bomb. 
you remember oh, that? Oh, there we go. There that we go. was yes. unique. I like that. She should keep using that. That should be her finisher. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a decent match. I'll take it. I'll take it. Set up power bomb one two three. Danny, that's like another thing. That's another big. That's like another thing that I'm a bit confused with, specifically with NXT UK and NXT US. Just because when Raw SmackDown, you can just like a higher of like who is and where, and you know you can argue that you do might you might like this at better of like NXT UK and NXT US having like a very unpredictable scene. But for me, it's a bit confusing. <laughs> like you can only I, I said you're in NXT US. You can only push a lot of women. Like you don't you don't have to make them win to make them look good. There. That's the best way to say it. So I'm just a bit confused on what direction they're they're gonna pull with Dan Luna, considering that the last time we're getting we were getting something like this, it was with Eva Valkyrie. And we haven't seen her in like a month. Exactly. She had that so, promo last that's week, all I did. but that was it. She did. So that's all I really have to say, but shall we just moving on to the final segment of NXT UK? We got the segment between Ginny and Joseph Connors, and come on, Miss Ginny's number one stand. Do it. <laughs> Let's go for it. Okay, so I'm, I'm glad that they're not forgetting about Ginny. But I'm just curious, why out of all of the way, why Piper? Because didn't she beat Piper to be the number one contender? So I, I sort of maybe expected someone else, but I guess they I had know. unfinished business. Yeah, maybe because she technically cheated with Joseph Connors mm-hmm. to win the match. But one of these days, I am gonna beg for a Ginny and Nina Samuels match. Beg. Ginny and Nina match, Samuels tag, tag team. team. <gasps> yeah, a tag team. That is what I need. If not a match, a tag team. Thank you. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Same. There's really nothing much for me to say about the segment besides the fact that when's the match? But exactly. if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, like next week we're gonna get Zaya versus Nina with the baggages thing stipulation. Yeah. And yes. so the, the Bella Twins we're gonna, team. We're gonna get a Bella Butler again. The Be- Cinder Bella. A Brookside Bella. A Brookside Bella. A Brookside Butler. Bella. <gasps> Not that. The Brooklyn Bell. The Brooklyn Bell. <laughs> Chris Statlander? Chris Statlander. Oh my god, where is she? She's so Where is she? Wait, yeah. I, wow. It's almost it's almost it's been, been a year, so I have hope. I'm, I have hope that she's gonna be back very soon because I actually think she was on her way to win the title. Yeah, I think she because she was very athletic. She's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I miss her. And the thing, she was only three years. She's only three years and her power. I know. Her power. But without further ado, that's kind of it for NXT UK or US. Any final thoughts or shall we just move on? They served. Ate every bit of it. Let's go to SmackDown. So closing this week for WWE Women's Action, as usual, we got Friday Night SmackDown. And opening us with Women's Action, we got a tag team match with the Riot Squad taking on Legacy. No, I lie. Not Legacy. I don't know. I, yes. I, I need I need a name for them because I'm actually interested in their dynamic. I'm happy that they're a team, but I want to know what their team name is. It's the Divas of Doom 2.0. Divas of Doom 2.0. Repackaged. They're like, they're like the beautiful people now. <laughs> they're having like different... With parties. like the allure? Yes. And when Wait, Beth, Beth, Beth becomes their manager. And Charlotte... I think four horsewomen. I think four horsewomen. Girl. We need oh my god, we need that. Wait, no, except Beth isn't 
second generation. I love Yeah. It. Who else? <laughs> Daya Brookside? <laughs> She's going to bring her Who languages else? with her. No, it's going to be Simone Johnson. Simone Wait, why would I like that? Johnson. I like that. Queen of the she's Rock. Gonna be like the, she's going to be like the Randy Orton of the group. Who's uh-huh. like young, young and up and coming. Exactly. <sighs> I just see it. Oh my God. But, but okay. Um, personally, this was a pretty okay match. As I said, women's tag team matches have been very prevalent this week. I'm very happy. I think they're pushing the tag division to the moon. I hope next week it, it's consistent. What do we think of Tamina's new finisher? It reminded me of of Katie Lee Birchall's sidewalk slam. If you remember Today, that, one, yeah. right? When when Eve well, sold it, she sold it really well. But what do what do you well, think? All of the I gotta finish? say, all I'm gonna say is. Um, as sensational, sensational Sherry said in the 2010 Ooh. Hall of Fame, it's about damn time. Exactly, Bessie. <laughs> it's exactly. about damn time. And yeah, it's a, again, it's about damn time when she's finally got a new finisher because it's not, at least like let's say Natalia, she's always had to discuss clothesline instead. I believe that's like her thing. That's like not a hard thing, thing. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and she does, granted that she doesn't use it as a finish, but she's always had that. Well, Tamina, she usually does like, you know, some one drop, super kick, and um, super fire splash. And as much it is nice to pay homage to your ro- wrestling royalty, you got to make up something new. And, you know, Tamina's been in the uh-huh. game for, I think, I think it's years. literally after Natalia and Naomi, she's like the third longest, like, been there. So, Tenured, yeah. Tenured woman over there, so it's about damn time she gets a new finisher, and it's about damn time that these tag team had to win because we could only watch this match all the time and have the exactly. rights to pick up the win, honestly. And you know, but I think no bias, but the star of the show or of the match was Billy K. I love Billy so much. She looked okay. yes. she looked great. She looked hot. she looked cute. Nobody needed than Tamina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with the with the, with the with the two pause ears. Oh yeah, she did. Oh, something I forgot. She actually did. I'm for, I'm forever calling this a two boss ears. No one's gonna find. No two one's gonna ears. take uh-huh. that away from me. Natty cat. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What do we think of that whole Billy K thing at the end? And then she got super kicked. I feel bad. I feel bad. Are we really time. gonna? Are we really gonna gonna Bailey and Billy tag team? Because I'm not mad at it, but I don't know Same. how far exactly it's gonna go. I'm not gonna lie. Same. Like with the amount of. You know, with the amount of tag teams that we have right now, you can make so much tag teams, but at the same time, there's not a lot of direction. Exactly. So that's the thing. Like we can even make the argument that Bianca and Sasha is a tag. Like we can even make it make that argument, but let's just see. This will just see. But next part of SmackDown, you got the return of Ding Dong. Hello, Bailey's show. Honestly, I'm glad that it's back. Bailey is honestly same. It's crazy to think how far she's gotten, like in terms of promo. Work. I remember when she was like, "I'm so thankful to be here on Raw." <laughs> I used to sit up there on that on the. I am show. one of you. <laughs> I am one I of you. I am a fan. And now she, and now she's the craziest bitch out there. <laughs> she's hilarious. Like. I have to give her massive respect for her improvement, her development. Because for the longest time, people have always clocked her promo mm-hmm. skills, which is ironic. You know, it's people kind of love her in NXT. Mm-hmm. You know, you know it's kind of weird to think. 
it's kind of weird to think that this is like one of the few things that Bailey has yet to do in WWE because she's literally done any everything like championship wise. And not only that, she's also won Money in the Bank. She is Royal Oh Royal Rumble. Oh, Rumble Rumble. Ooh. Ooh. She's also done Elimination Chamber with Sasha. Mm-hmm. But besides that, she hasn't had like a segment talk show. She's had the Hell in a Cell. Yeah, she's had Hell in a Cell too. She's had a lot. Um but I think the important part here was that this was another this was the next stop for the women's tag team championship world tour. I told y'all they went on a world tour. They went to every single brand this week. And we Charlotte and Oscar see- can't relate. I lied, they exactly. did go to all the places. They went to SmackDown, but like for one week. I mean Naya and Shayna kinda were absent as well for a while. True. Like we're in the first raid. Yeah, in the first raid. They were like they were like a world tour, but make it only one country. AKA only American. American AKA whatever like oh my god, can I just say like random plug? But like you know how American artists are like world tour, the world in question, USA, Canada, Japan, UK, Spain, Italy, that's it. And that's it. Period. <laughs> well, that's exactly what they did. They went to SmackDown and then stopped after that. Um, but yeah, we got to see like Sasha, Bianca teasing the rivalry again. I think it's safe to say that we're getting Bianca Sasha. It's currently being. There's no way we're not. Are the plan. There's no way we're not. You know. The, the... Yeah. Um. I think all I can really say is that. There's just so much going on, and yeah, <laughs> I can't. Really, I, I'm just really excited for. Okay, me too. Well, I think that segment itself was pretty entertaining, but it led to the following match, which was surprising because once again we have an intergender tag team match. Um, we got to see Sasha Banks team up with Bianca Belair with Reginald. Interesting. Um, taking on the tag team champions Nyashina and Bailey. Okay, let's just talk about the finish real quick. What do we think of Reginald pinning Naya? Cause that that came off of his, that came off as a surprise. I did not expect that. Cause what did that? What what was the purpose of that? What was the purpose of Reginald pinning Naya? Cause is that supposed to be leading himself into the rivalry? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You what know. Do you, you know what. You know what? First, I thought it was a bot because Naya actually kicked out. <laughs> like at the end. Yeah, she did. She did. So I was a bit confused, but you know what? It's actually pretty revolutionary, in my opinion. Because you know, thing. whenever we have whenever we have intergender matches, it's always the woman taking dominating the match, even. Uh-huh. And now we finally got like you know, granted that Reginald did not do much, but he got the pin. And the last man, remember, I remember pinning a woman was Edge. This de- Edge, Edge. Up against who did he pin? I, I'm not exactly sure, but it's, he made it into like a, he made it into like a an appropriate position. Let's just say that. Oh yes, <laughs> I remember that. No comment. But apparently, Reginald isn't leaving the women's division anytime soon. Where so was Carmella? That's interesting. Carmella was backstage. She had this quick segment with Reggie where she was basically annoyed because he tagged with mm-hmm. Sasha. And honestly, I don't know their relationship, but she threw her some wine. She threw him some wine in the face, and that's it. So I think they're in the roughs right now. I don't know where they're leading to. But I guess it's going somewhere, because right now, Bianca and Sasha are the focus of the women's division. For SmackDown, at least. Actually, no, they're yeah, the focus of the women's division. 
period. So there's just so much going on, and I guess we should just go on to the next. Yeah, let's go on. Oh, let's move on. This is pretty interesting because mm-hmm. we're bringing back our special spotlight where we focus our on traditional special spotlight. Traditional special spotlight. So, without further ado, that was it for SmackDown, and we'll see you on our special spotlight of the week. So up next for our special spotlight, we as we as we have told you, we're gonna bring back our traditional special spotlight. Cause I thought of in homage of the Japanese side of AEW's women's championship number one contenders, turn whatever they're calling uh-huh. it, Japanese side being shown this week. I figured why not talk about wrestlers who I feel like personally I feel like should have been part of that should have been part of that tournament so right uh-huh. now we got tokyo joshi toki tokyo joshi pro wrestling's own miyu yamashita and shall i just do the honors and Go see my ahead. thoughts as well? admittedly i'm a big fan of miyu but i have yet to see a, a full-length match of hers i'm gonna put it out there right now but i've seen a couple of highlights a couple of stories and girl, those are amazing. Like Mia Yamashita for contact. So she's one of the original three in Tokyo Joshi Pro Tokyo Joshi Pro PG. I'll just say TJPW in TJPW. And um she was the first ever champion. And she's she's portrayed as such a serious competitor. Like even in her like it's very it's very I don't know, it's for me, she's like the epitome of like what Japanese people do with the wrestling because her entrance she like dances and all but like she is portrayed as like this ma bitch so that is just like the epitome of like for me that is very japanese wrestling and the fact that she had a lot of great matches with the likes of shoko nakajima you yuka sakazaki maki ito uh Sakisama and Aja Kong, Riho, I'm pretty sure at one point even. And there's just so much talent in there. And might I add, if yeah, I think our guest, um, I think our listeners would be more familiar with this promotion, Shine Wrestling. And I would say, well, this is their companies with Shimmer. So Shine Wrestling was one of the biggest women's women's wrestling promotions in in the world, in America, sorry, I would I would say stardom is the biggest, but in America, yes. and um, she's the only woman to actually win. She's the only Japanese woman to win the Shine Championship. She won it against Allison K, and she's actually up to this day she's the youngest champion. She only won it when she was twenty four years old. She was a double champion. Two belts, complete those two belts. Hello, mm. <laughs> I'm glad. but but you know me me. <laughs> Miyo Yamashita she's just so serious and for me it would have been the perfect chance for her to put her in the tournament as you know maybe with that shine experience the AEW would have had um, more indie wrestling women's stands to come over there especially the fact that you know they don't have the best rapport with the women's stands and I this for like they had Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling with Yuka and Maki, Marvelous Wrestling with uh, Ryo Mizunami and Rin Kodokora. We, they got two from Choco Pro, Emi Sakura and Mei Suruga, and two, from, two freelancers in Veni and Aja Kong. But I feel like, you know, I love 
I love it by so it's okay Joshi Pro Wrestling over here. It's genuinely my favorite Japanese wrestling promotion. Like even in general, actually. So I feel like maybe Miyu Mashita deserves to be there. And you have to watch Miyu versus Yuka. Like, oh my god, like y'all know how like Japanese companies have an ace? They have been climbing for that ace bitch. They've been, they've been yeah. fighting for that ace spot ever since. Like, oh my god. But, you know, even though we didn't get to see Mia versus Yuka in AEW stage, all I'm gonna say is, Mia Yamashita, underrated queen, you better bring her somewhere. She's only 24 years old, so she has a lot of years ahead of her. So, you know what? AEW, WWE even, Impact Wrestling, sign this girl up. Exactly. Well, for me, um, you pretty much said everything. So <laughs> I'm actually gonna touch up on something that you didn't bring up though. I did not know that she was an intergender wrestler because I've seen some of her work mm-hmm. with the dudes and oh my god, can she she can did she um this one notable match that I saw was with a guy named Chris Brook. Chris Brooks. Chris Brooks, yes. Brooks. Japanese holy Chris shit. Brooks. I watched that match and girl, I have no idea how she kicked out of everything that was thrown at her, but she was she was a one tough bitch, okay? She kicked out of everything that that dude threw at her. Like, obviously, he has the, like, strength. Uh-huh. He, he threw her around like she was nothing. And not to mention that she took, like, a superplex German, whatever finisher that dude had. It was like a pile driver. Like, girl, that was crazy. And she she wasn't even squash. She had her own offense. And her offense was just as strong as that dude's was. Um, uh-huh. And it goes to show, you know, once again... Intergender wrestling is one of my favorite, you know, types of wrestling. We don't see it as often, mm. which is probably why it's one of my it favorites. Is. So whenever I get the chance to see oh, see it happen, I'm very happy to see it. And I did not expect Miyu Yamashita to be an intergender wrestler, but she is. She is. She's, she's doing well with it. She's she's making Candice LeRae shake in her boots. <gasps> not Candice LeRae. I was really impressed. I was really impressed. But when am I when am I never impressed with a Japanese wrestling? That's true. I just would like to add I just would like to add Yuka versus Yuka Sakazaki versus Miyama Mashida is literally one of the best rivalries I have ever seen in my life. There's actually a documentary about it. I forgot. I think it was Joshi Teller who's who made this documentary. It's like a 30-minute documentary about their rivalry because they were like two of the originals from what you got, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling. So the first time that Yuka Sakazaki actually won, I forgot what event it was, but it was in a collaborative Japanese event. For the first time, Yuka Sakazaki won the Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling Championship, Princess of Princess Championship. I love the name, Princess of Princess yeah. Championship. Um, she actually won against Shoko Nakajima, who we have seen in AEW as well, but on that big collaborative event. But... It was completely overshadowed by Mio Yamashita's match against guess who? Candice Michelle. No, Kenny no, Omega. Oh, she really? On a one-on-one match. Ooh. Hello. Yeah, that's something I need to see. Cause. Yeah. So Is it on YouTube? That just I'd love to see it. Maybe the highlights, I guess. But okay. that just goes to show. And you know what? While we're at it, Give us a Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling and a Stardom collab. I doubt it's going to happen because exactly. they're rivaling companies. Because, you know, Stardom's an under NJPW, which I'm surprised they didn't get any Stardom yeah. girls. Imagine, like, Starlight Kid in there. I know. she. We need, we need to talk about her sometime, too. Yeah, Starlight Crazy. Kid. 
or Mayo Iwatani. But, you know, more on that, but Mia Yamashita is such an exceptional talent, one of the most underrated girls, in my opinion, in not just Japanese wrestling, wrestling as a whole. Go check her out. She has a lot of matches or clips on YouTube about her. And, yeah. That's all I got to really get out of the same. So, without further ado, let's just go on to AEW. So up, finally, we are here in AEW. So we're starting off with Yoramane! Cha-cha-cha-cha! But we're starting off, not not with Dark this week, but I feel like it's, it's I think it's a weekly kind of thing. Now for like the next few weeks at least, we are having the AEW um, women's tournament. That's what I'm going to call it, women's tournament. Yeah, and wait, I just, let's, let's just, let's just, um, the them. What are your opinions on them putting the Japanese, all of the Japanese side, and even even some of the U.S. matches on YouTube? You know what? I'll take it because I'll. I, it's more accessible to me. Mm-hmm. Same. Am I happy that it's accessible to me? Yes. Am I happy that it's not on their main show? Maybe for the Japanese side, I can forgive not being. Yeah, on the main for show, sure. But the American side, why not? Girl. I just don't. I just don't get why they could never have two women's matches on the same night on Dynamite. Like, although personally for me, I'd rather have them have a fifteen-minute match on YouTube than a five-minute match on Dynamite. So exactly. you know what? I'll take it. I'll take sure. that. But more to the Japanese side first. So we, again, once again, on, on the first match that we got, again we got ah yeah 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 yeah. I've been waiting for that theme song. Like, <laughs> oh my god, Yuka Sakazaki. Like the Japanese when I, I started watching. It, I, I'm just I'm just gonna stay put it out there. So when I started watching AEW, the four women that really and that I really got um attached to was Riho, Yuka Sakazaki, Brett, and Penelope. And I'm just so happy to see you both Yuka and Riho back. And oh my god, yes, you got hearing Yuka Sakazaki's theme again was amazing. Going up against May Suruga, Choco Pro Wrestling's I'm one of the best, one of the best talents of Chopper Pro Wrestling, I would say. And again, I just want to give a little shout out. Y'all should watch Chopper Pro Wrestling. I'm pretty sure they still have a lot of shows, especially that their crowd isn't necessarily big. And you know, Chopper Pro Wrestling, they don't, they're not a traditional wrestling show. They have it like in a room of sort. They only have a wrestling mat and they don't even have a ring in it. Like, go check ahead. May Suruga versus Crystal. Yeah, watch it. Plugging those, plugging yes. But you know what, Troy? You've been telling me you've been waiting. I mean, like you've been wanting to see more of Mesa Like you were interested, like last week. So I'm lucky to take a lead on this one. When she came out of the curtain, I think she was just. I say this about every every single Japanese female wrestler. But I'm gonna say it again. She is the cutest thing. She looked amazing. Yeah. He was the one with ponytails, right? No, ponytails. The Maki, the Maki Ito erasure. No, but oh my god. Like, she was just so fun. She was super bubbly. She's the perfect face. And to think that they paired her up with Yuka Sakazaki. They both look great. Um, In terms of ring, like in-ring mm-hmm. experience, girl. That was a showdown. Oh my god. AEW Dark is shaking, considering that this was on a Monday. That is true. But, oh my god, this match was crazy. Monday Night Raw better be shaking. Exactly. But, oh my god, they were just extremely hard-hitting. And it's something that you wouldn't expect, because 
well, Yuka Sakazaki, I expected it. But Mace Ruga is someone who I'm not super familiar with. But, you know, looks can be deceiving. You know, she's a gorgeous woman, but she can beat the shit out of you. And that's what she did. But something that surprised me was Yuka Sakazaki. Because we got to talk about that finish. Because I know she can do springboard stuff. Yes. I know she can do springboard body splashes. Mm-hmm. I did not know she can do a 450. Oh my god. Same. I, I did was... that the first time. First what? 450. Was that the first time she said a 450? I think it might have been. Because I've never seen her do a 450. Because, like, like, um, for she hasn't been really able to use it in AEW as a whole, but usually the Magical Girl slasher finisher is, like, a twisted bliss kind of thing. Like, yeah, literally, like, a twisted a springboard twisted bliss. But that was the, legit the first time I've seen her do a 450. Like, a springboard Same. 450. I'm and surprised. Well. It was beautiful. She did. Yeah. So personally, so personally for me in this match, May Suruga, may I remind everyone, she is 22 years old. Everyone's so young. Oh my god. Oh my god. She is 22 years old. And the thing about um, what I love about the, actually this tournament as a whole, except for like I would say the last match, there's no definitive face or heel divide between anyone like yuka yuka and may are literally both faces y'all can say whatever y'all yeah, want but they both were spaces for this one but may and yuka just had so much great chemistry with each other and it really makes me wonder i'm not exactly sure if Chopper pro and tokyo joshi tjpw do have like connections with each other wait never mind they do <laughs> i'm like Never mind, I'm like, Riho both appeared in both. And she's yeah, not even, yeah. she's like signed to Chopper Pro. So I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Um, so it's just like one of the things that I've been missing about a lot. And I think one thing that the American, the American wrestling only fans look, have been wait, have been waiting for. I mean, like the people who only watch the Amer- American wrestling. Joshi wrestling is amazing, hard hitting. And just look at their size. They're not even big or tall or muscular or anything. Just very hard-hitting, very agile. And, girl, there's just been, like, so much spots. It was so fast. Like, literally, like, blink for a second and someone's down. Exactly. It's just just that fast. There's just so much in this match that I love. But Yuka Sakazaki winning, we've been you. Like yeah, I my my prediction is honestly I honest am I think we're both predicting her to win the entire thing for the Japanese side at least. So Yuka Sakazaki one two three and I'm just so happy to see the magical girl back once again. And we better see her more. Mm -hmm. That is my comment. We're gonna see her next week. No, finally. So any comments or shall we go to the next one? Let's move on. So up next, we got Emmy Sakura. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. I, her team reminds me of something. Like, yeah. But I, I, I can't exactly remember what, what it is. Up against Veni. And again, um, you know, even though Japan, I'm going to go start with this one. Japan may be known as such a progressive country and all. But for me, one of the things that has been lacking in Japan at least is the acceptance of trans people in general. Like, I may not know the full scope of that, but um, people and even Japanese people, Japanese people originated the term traps in anime. And I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of that term just because it's making seem like trans people are trying to deceive you. And I don't like that. So the fact that someone like Veni um, is finally here and is here to show everyone how it is to be. 
And I'm just so happy you finally got to see a trans Joshi wrestler in television because I've been following her quite for a couple of months now. But this year, actually, like in a pretty pop and the second biggest promotion, I would say, in wrestling, his in wrestling in the wrestling world right now. I'm just very happy for her first ending is actually Asuka. But Ooh, oh, yeah. obviously, they can't use that now. <laughs> yeah, we can. obviously, they can't use that now. But you know, Eveni versus Emi Sakura. I think again with this match, there wasn't a definitive, definitive healer face until like towards the end. I would say after what happened after the match. But with this one, I just really want to highlight number one, Eveni's long legs and her power. She is so she is a, she has a cocky. She has a, she has such a cocky attitude, and I love that for her. And the fact that she also wore like a Hanakimura kimono, not a kimono, Hanakimura. Um, frick. I remember what it's called. I forgot I for, what it's called. <laughs> it's like that traditional Japanese clothing that the females yeah, would wear. I don't know what it's called. It's I a robe. It's, called, but <laughs> it's a robe. I don't know. It's a robe. No. Wait, kimono is. Where is that from? Isn't it? Yeah, is that Chinese or Japanese? Oh, no, it's kimono. For, I don't know yeah. Japanese. What the hell? Um, yeah, I think it was a kimono. I'm pretty sure it was a kimono. Kimono is Japanese. But yeah, wait. Am I? Am I? Am I freezing? I'm actually sure. You're freezing. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, never mind. I'm not. I never go. Okay. Another thing, as I was saying, another thing that I would like to highlight is Dana of Miss Emi Sakura, girl. She is amazing like at that age i couldn't even like do a clothesline so how can she do a clothesline at like age 48 or something exactly like, I'm, I'm i'm not completely sure what her age is but it's just so impressive to me and i really hope emmy emmy finally got her win and you know what venny i want to see her more definitely i want to see all of these women more what am i talking about so true, yeah that's true. go right ahead honestly, honestly venny really impressed me i did not know she had like first of all she looked gorgeous by the way i love that entrance gear um but i want to talk about her athleticism she's very i think she has a gymnastics background because based off of what she does i think she did like a front roll she does. And it looked like it looked like her neck was about to break but apparently it didn't because she's flexible but She's, she really surprised me. She's very athletic. She kind of reminds me of... I, I'm, I'm not saying... She, I'm not comparing, but... Her style sort of reminds me of Io Shirai without the high flying. Because the flexibility, you know, those spots, they're always Ooh. possible for her. Very flexible. She's very mm -hmm. flexible. And we all know what happens with flexible wrestlers. They can do cartwheels. It's really like of sort of a hybrid between... She kind of reminded me of like a hybrid between like um Yershirai and I would say Yershirai and Venny. Yershirai and Alicia Fox. Yeah, okay. That that would make sense. Alicia and Io. Because like flexibility, gymnastics, background. Huh. I sort of feel bad though. It's, well, she's giving me that Emmy was it was inevitable. Venny, I look you wanted I look you wanted Venny to win because she actually really impressed me but it's Emmy. It's you can't have Emmy lose. Although she's she's giving me so much. I just realized Venny is very Alicia Fox. 
not gonna lie. Yeah, actually, now that, now that you brought it up, okay, I'll just go with Alicia Fox. Very Alicia Fox s. Alicia and Eo. Yeah. This just like it's just very hard hitting. And again, once again, with the time, I think more or less these women got 15 minutes each, and it was amazing. Oh, but before we move on to the next match, can we talk about the suit that Miss Hikaru Shida was wearing? Mother. It was amazing. <laughs> she looked amazing. Look you know, for someone who's been in Mexico, she I would expect amazing. that she bought as she should have. She went shopping. She went on a shopping spree and said, bitch, I'm back. And as she should. She's a champion. She should look good. I love Shida. I love Japanese wrestling. Moving on to the next match. I don't even know. She's covering her face. She's covering her face. I don't even know. I don't even know. We got Ryo Mizunami. Go ahead. Go ahead. Going up against Maki Ito. And I'm not going to lie, guys. The second. (laughs) Go on. Would you you say this is the least favorite of the four? Because I think it is. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It's, just it's bad. not my least favorite, but I didn't like the result. <laughs> oh, just the result. Okay. Well, but like with Maki Girl, I am such a big Maki Ito stan. And the second I saw her, I saw her enter first, and they made her do her singing thing, her live singing, I was like, oh no, here we go. That's going to be like her 15 seconds of fame and AW's oh, going to jump her now to Rio like, Mizunami. Oh, I didn't even know Ryu used to, did an appearance on AW. Like, I don't she did. Know. That's right? why I was like, that's why I was yeah, like, Rio Mizunami might, might got us in the back because she's gonna, she was an AW. And she's technically one and now, so. You never know. So, you know, with this match, I just feel like we could have gotten more of Maki Ito's more gimmicky stuff. Like, that was, like, one of the things that it was definitely missing for me. Like, Ryo Mizunami and Maki Ito are such big characters. And I don't know why, but I felt like they could have done better. But this is not my least favorite match, honestly. They've shown a lot of athleticism and power between both of them. And I love Maki because she was able to do her, who's the cutest in the world, kind of oh, thing yeah. in wet wash. I love that thing so much. And oh my god, I just I'm just so disappointed for yourself, y'all. I really wanted Maki Ito to win this one. And she was put in a very difficult submission hold, which I have never seen before. What kind of Yeah, I haven't either. It was like a sleeper hold with I I have no idea. It it was unique. no, I don't want to say I saw it coming that Rio was winning, but she won. <laughs> I'm not gagging. I'm, I'm not, not gagging. Something. I'm not. But I'm just trying to find your match. This is, actually, this is actually my least favorite match. Not going to lie. The <gasps> next one and the final one. Bad. Anyways. No, going. I don't know. I, I, I just wasn't a big fan of it that, as much as others. We got uh-huh. Rin Kadakura. Who was serving face? <laughs> Can I just say that she was serving face in the tr- in her Tron? What's oh, whatever? She was serving face, going up against Aja Kong, wrestling royalty. And sure, you predicted Aja Kong to be in this tournament, so you go right ahead. My mind. Oh, uh, I think the pacing of the match could have been a bit better. 
but at the same time, exactly. I'm also considering like Aja Kong. You know, she's getting older, as we all know. She's been here for the longest time. I remember she even had matches with Bull Nakano. How long has that been? You know, she's been Alundra Blaze even Alundra Blaze. So you you know that she's been for a long time. So I think I think I speak for everyone when we say that her specialty isn't speed. Her specialty is the strong style in terms of like hard hitting offense, um, power slams. What else? She does pile drivers, bitch. You can tell that she's really old school when she does pile drivers. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. I think I'm glad that she got her moment. Of course, I saw her winning. I I could not think of Aja Kong losing first round, but considering she's a legend in the wrestling industry, I think it would only make sense for her to win that way. I am interested in... I think it's inevitable, I think, that Yuka and Aja might be the final two in the Japanese side of things. You think so, too? Okay. So I, I want to see how that Ryu, if, it, if they make it no. Ryo Mizunami versus Yuka, I'm going to be like... I can accept I Emi think... Sakura in the finals. Yeah, I, I can accept Emi Sakura in the finals, but Ryo Mizunami... No offense, but the bias. You're not eliminating two of my faves, okay? You're not eliminating two of my faves. Exactly. I'm not allowing yeah. it. Yeah, I, I think the reason why I want Audrey the to ma- make it first is because I want to see her and Yuka go face to face for the finals. For the, the, ma- the Maki Ito stands were so mad and rightfully so. Like, tell. AEW, you have someone who has arguably one of the biggest fan bases in Japanese wrestling. In your show, and you make him lose in the first round. Hello. Exactly. Not to mention her Twitter promotion of herself was pretty recognizable. Her Twitter promotion, her Twitter, her Twitter thing didn't even reach. It didn't. It did not just reach wrestling stands. It reached a lot of people. It even reached yeah. my friends who don't watch wrestling. So I'm just a bit disappointed. But Rio Mizunami, you know what? Rightfully so. You do deserve that. But I just wanted to see Maki. <laughs> Yeah, understandable, understandable, but that's all I have to say. You know what, that's it for the Japanese side. I'm so happy we're getting more of it next week with the two last first round matches. And let's just move on to Dark, where we got two pretty quick matches, I would say. <laughs> True, though, they were There we really- go, I, I had to pick up her. They were pretty quick, like, no one even bothered to put it in the tags or something. But first up, we got Shanna going up against... Renee Michelle, I was like, <laughs> Renee Michelle. So Shanna, well, I was actually about to say, I'm like, I am, if Shanna's gonna come up with that Goku gear again, I'm gonna, well, you know what? I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt. But you know what? She came up with her Vegeta gear, Vegeta Vegeta. I call, I've always called him Vegeta. I don't know. Is it Vegeta? Vegeta. Like, that's how you grew Vegeta? No, he's Japanese though, Vegeta. Vegeta. Either way. So Either Vegeta, way. anyways, Vegeta-inspired gear. Vegeta, oh my god, I don't know anymore. And I was like, oh yes, finally some color in Miss Shanna. And you know what, for this one, my only notable thing is number one, Renee Michelle, underrated queen. I never understood why WWE never signed her to a contract, especially during that Drake Maverick 24-7 fiasco. Like, what was the reason of not... She was. And another thing is... Um, Shanna, 
why are you making the tiger suit? I'm just a bit puzzled on why her finish is a tiger suplex when she did a literal implant buster in the middle, in the oh. middle of the match. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. I, I, and not to mention, I don't want to say botched, but like I think when she did the bridge, Renee's shoulders were mm-hmm. not on the mat, so she had to reposition. So I like the tiger suplex. It's a great like variation of the German, I would say. But I don't think she should use it as a finisher. It, it looks devastating. It can be a finisher, but I think she can do better. You know what I mean? I don't know. It might just be me. It might just be me. But. Yeah, I definitely agree. And you know what? There's really not that much to talk about. It's dark what they all expect. But that's not <laughs> shady or anything. That's just the truth. Just that's just the truth. Exactly. But uh, up on the next one, we got Vert Vixen, the Total Diva Stan. Uh, the Total Diva Stan, Vert Vixen, going up against Ty Conte. So, you know what? You're the biggest Ty Stan here, so go right ahead. Okay. Um, all I will say is, this is same as last week with Ty's match. She looked amazing. Her moves were on point. Zero botches. She looked extreme, extremely clean. But as I said in the past, I want competitive matches, which is one of the reasons why I am a Ty Conti fan. You know, she's like one of my favorites in AEW because she's always had these extremely competitive matchups with Serena Deeb, with I, she had one with Britt. Oh, she, that tag match, the one with Britt and Penelope, you know, and so on and so forth. She's had plenty of amazing matchups. However, when she gets put in this role with just an enhancement talent and like, you know, just dominating the match. It's not the best showing, but it's a great addition to her record, you know, because of the ranking system. I'll take it. But it's not the best showing. She looked great, though. I, I still love her and Anna J. I don't know when she's signing the contract because I think right now it's safe to say that, safe to say that she's part of the Dark Order because why would she? Do it, negative one. She literally has Brody Lee's t-shirt worn on her entrance. So why wouldn't she be a part, you know? So... Sign the contract, girl. What's taking when so she long? signs the con- when she signs the contract after the dark order help her beat Ni- belt beat after the dark order helps her beat Nyla Rose. Oh, okay. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it. Some. Character. I would like to see it. Some I'd like. To- She's gonna be number one hundred. Not one hundred. <laughs> no, but, but it is ninety nine. Oh yeah. It so yeah, yeah. But personally, my only comment here is the fact that I don't think I've ever said this, but can we all appreciate Ty Conti's interaction with the camera? Like when she was about to end, yeah. she was like, "She's done." So like, she's done. Then she just put on the submission hold. Mm-hmm. She knows how to play with well with the camera, which is you know what's for me. It's very interesting that she's very charismatic. Not to take anything away from her, but she did not really come from an entertainment background. She came from a um athletic background in judo. So I mean yeah. jujitsu. I mean, so the fact that she was she knows those kind of things. It's pretty impressive, and I really hope we're gonna get into the predictions later on. But I really hope she at least wins the first round. I know it's up oh. against Nyla, but I'm worried too. <laughs> I don't know. It could be an upset win. Anyways, we'll get to that later. Yeah. But anyways, here we go in AEW Dynamite, where first off we got the return of 
I kid you not, the second that I saw when AEW posted her entrance on Twitter, I was I, I was teary eyed. I was like, she's back. I was so happy. I was like, I was like, I was like, she was, she was out of like under original double or nothing. Oh my god, I'm just gonna. I I sound like Natty right now. It reminds me when my uncle Brett. No, but in the original double or, but in the original double or nothing, there were two people who wowed me in the two women's matches: Kylie Ray and. Riho. Obviously, Kylie is now retired, but Riho, I am so happy that you are back. And she faced up against none other than, none other than Serena Deeb. And I'm going to tell you this once again. Japanese wrestlers work best with people who have worked in Japan. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Serena Deeb at least has had a couple of matches in Japan. So she knows how these Japanese girls work. So the fact they had one hell of a match, declared the split. They even had like a let's go Riho, let's go deep, let's go deep interaction, which is rare for a women's match in AEW. Let's be real. And the fact their crowd was so over the crowd was so over the match, and that was the thing that really really made me happy about it. And you know, it was very fast paced, very hard hitting. It was kind of scary at that part where we thought I it seemed like Serena injured her knee and then Riho was also oh, down. Yeah. So I'm like, is this a work? Is this work? Or is this like real? Like, I, think, I, think <laughs> I was, was a bit scared at that time. I think it was a work, but you know what? Serena Deeb. Um, I don't know if any, I don't know if people have a problem with it, but personally, I actually really like the, the roll up combination pin that they did at the end, just because it doesn't necessarily make Serena look weak. I agree. Well, for me, as I said, you know what? I'm going to say it. One of my favorite um, combinations would probably be in a match type, like wrestling stuff. I think one of my favorite would be Joshi and Technical. Like, is it just me? I mean, my favorite is Josie Joshi. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's how I'm going to be given. But Joshi <gasps> Technical Wrestlers. Maybe this is why we should get Natty versus Asuka. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yes. Like, you know what I mean? But like and when she and she and when she gets her moment, she's gonna be like <laughs> being a part of WrestleMania reminds me of my Uncle Bret Hart when he was in WCW. I am not letting she's, this go. I'm sorry. She's past that era. She's a baddie now. She's a baddie now, okay? So she's she's ready to kick ass. But honestly, I think this is my no, I was about to say this is my favorite match of the week. It's my favorite singles match of the week because we've had Raquel Dakota shot the Ember. But if we're talking singles match solo, I would have to go with this one. Wait, oh my God, wait, the Japanese wrestlers. <gasps> I lied. Okay, there's just so many. The way we but... didn't, con- wait, I was about to say the way we didn't consider WWE, but then I realized how many WWE singles matches did we get this week? Like what? Like Ra had one. Yeah, I think we had like Raw had one, NXT UK had one. That's it. Competition. Like, let's let's not forget that the Japanese girls had their moment like on Monday to have their match. All of them were great, I agree. But I don't know, there's just something about Serena Deeb and Riho's chemistry. Like it was just so it was just so top tier. Like it felt like they knew each other so well. I mean, I haven't I'm not familiar if they've worked with each other outside of AEW, but it looked extremely organic. 
and like where mm-hmm. like their we call like how they work with each other was just amazing. Um, the crowd chanted "This is awesome," and I have not heard a "This is awesome" chant for a women's match on EW in forever. Was the when was the last time? I don't even know. Yes, I don't remember. Maybe the ba- the last big reaction they had was the first ma- the first match on Dynamite, which yeah. reminds me, I have been I've been actually meaning to watch the um I don't know if you remember this, but the first time that the Divas got yes the Divas got that this mm-hmm. is awesome chant was in a fatal four way match between Brie, Becky, Charlotte, and Sasha. I'm gonna rewatch that later. Okay, on. I want to watch that. Too. But you know, like when when the crowd chants like that, like so, it makes us fans be like really into the match. Even. Like you know that they're mm-hmm. doing a. But I'm super proud of both. Exactly. Of not, so I'm when are we gonna? You know, I really hope. Like, I doubt that Riho is gonna win this one, unfortunately. But because I, I I have bias towards Brit. It's it's Brit's time. And we need to see Brit. But I'm really hoping. But number one, I'm really hoping, number one, Riho appears more in AEW more often. And second is, I want, I want give 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 me Riho versus D for the NWA Women's Championship. Granted, none of them are signed to NWA, but let's be honest. Literally, I've like someone like someone like posted it on Facebook in a Facebook group I'm in. There's only one woman signed to NWA, and her name is Thunder Rosa. So what can you do about that? Contractor mm-hmm. difference, so. Give us the title match, you know. Yes. So with that further ado, oh wait, no, we have one more. So for the final segment of we the really week as a whole, we got a, a video about Jade Cargill playing basketball with Shaq. And that's literally it. <laughs> okay, let's be real. Let's be real. I'm gonna be real with y'all. I know Jade is supposed to be training for a match. And I understand like the basketball could be like for I don't know, for exercise, for cardio. But did they not like bother show them showing us a video of them training inside a ring? Cause I don't know. Can I, I don't just know say I genuinely, I genuinely want to know how did Shaq get into this? Like I, I know, know she's been, I know he's been named up, I know he's been named up multiple times. But what was their reason? Can I also know what Shaq and Jade's relationship is? How are, how do they know each other? Are they colleagues, co-workers? What is she? Do you know? I don't, I, know. I, don't I don't know. I don't know either. Like, just I feel like they're just co-workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're probably co-leagues. But I don't understand. Why are they playing so, for a wrestling fight? So without further ado, that is really the last thing that we're going to talk about. And thank you guys so much for listening once again. And do you have any final comments before we say our goodbyes? This tournament has been a bop so far. Keep it up. Hopefully, it's on Dynamite. Keep it up, AW. This is already better than the tag tournament. Exactly. Better not fuck it up. And I'm just going to add over here. We're actually going to appear in another podcast. Like, this week? Tomorrow, actually. Tomorrow. You're forgetting. You better be ready. So, without further ado, if you want to see me tweet about more about Joshi Wrestling and, I don't know, potentially have a monthly Tokyo Joshi Pro or Stardom review. 
Like a, 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 when there's an event, Troy, are you down? This is candid. Wait, are you Troy? Are you G? Maybe let's think about it. Hmm. You can follow me at JiggyPVP. And if you want to see me manifest a Bianca Sasha main event at Mania, because we know it's happening, you can follow me at Troy PVP. Thank you guys so much, and hope you guys see. We see you guys again next week. Bye bye.